0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Bridging to Geekdoms, and this past week has been absolutely crazy with all the news and random crap going on in the DC world. So we thought, um, hey, Ah, uh, you know, Wait. a couple things. A couple no things. way. <laughs> so we thought we'd do a weekend discussion uh, about all those things since we haven't done a live show for a number of weeks. We thought, hey, this is a great time to do it. So sit back, relax, get ready for... Our discussion on all things. Well, there it is, guys. This is, uh, this is Bridging the Geekdoms. Yeah, uh, new and improved. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not improved. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but things are in the works. So things we'll, are um,
1: works. We'll, we'll definitely uh, tease our overall 10 year plan a little bit later on in the year. So, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: All right. So let's just kind of jump into it here because there were some crazy things to come out this past week. And it all started with a Hollywood, Hollywood video, Hollywood reporter, a Hollywood uh, THR article. There we go. That's where I'm going to go with. Uh, where, they announced that Wonder Woman 3, at least this the latest incarnation of it was scrapped, was being canned that Patty Jenkins had left the project, uh, but it was being, you know, canceled for all, you know, intents and purposes. Then there was a speculation, there was a whole bunch of speculation within that article about where the DCU was going to be going and everybody on the internet took it as this is going to be a complete reboot of the dc films uh universe have you so i kind of want while while i'm pulling this up here because we threw this together really quickly while i'm pulling this up here go ahead and, and give us your thoughts and your take on
1: everything that was going on Ken. okay so for the first piece of news that popped up that seems like the most concrete piece of news it definitely seems like wonder woman 3's current script is just um not it for warner bros at the moment right now and Um, This is something that's interesting, because I believe that this led people, or even the report, I'm I'm just speculating on my end over here, where you hear that Wonder Woman 3 is not being, is not moving forward with the current iteration of the Warner Bros. Discovery regime, and it's very easy to connect dots that, oh, if Wonder Woman 3 is cancelled, then that's the first sign that it's a full-blown reboot about to happen, so... Um, I definitely think that's where you could see some dots being connected in terms of a full-blown reboot. But in terms of just going on Wonder Woman 3, you know, I was watching a couple of podcasts last night. And um, not for nothing, Wonder Woman 1984 was terrible. Um, It was a bad movie. Uh, We were sitting during COVID waiting for content to come out. And I believe that this movie was in any sort of way mediocre, that it would have been lauded as one of the best of the year. But um, my, my initial reaction, it seems like a lot of people's reactions to this as time has gone on, was that Wonder Woman 18, 1984 was a bad movie. And um, I do not blame the Warner Bros. regime for balking at a script that was penned by Jeff Johns and Patty Jenkins, the same duo that kind of produced 1984's script um the the story went that they gave her the trip treatment back with notes and that she just completely refused to adhere to any of the notes that were given so it's doesn't the headline reads that wonder woman 3 was canceled but there's a lot more to unpack from that initial uh headline that i feel like leads into the other things that we're hearing about happening and i think um it's very important to note that in the article itself it says The current iteration of the Wonder Woman 3 script, Um, you know, timing is obviously a little weird with Gal uh, Gadot kind of posting, I can't wait to come back to the role. And then a day later, this pops up. But (laughs) um, I definitely that's my opinion, just on the first piece of news that kind of leaks into everything else that we've heard about. But I'm interested to hear your take just on the Wonder Woman three news. I just think that this is something that's not really hard to imagine, just because of the people that were behind the script treatment in the first place.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and that's that that you you nailed it. You know, you, you hit the nail right on the head there. That uh, you take a look at who was involved: Jeff Johns, Patty Jenkins, and they were the two that were involved with Wonder woman 84. The fact that the old Warner brothers regime was fine with moving forward with those two for this new film, it's not surprising that this new regime was not too happy with the the direction that the story was going. And I don't know what the, if the reports were true or not for where they were going, but you know, there there's talk on the internet that they were going to yet again, bring Steve Trevor back. And yet again, have him as the catalyst on what pushes wonder woman into what's going on in the film enough is enough already, you know, like they, they need to get away from the same story that they've told to other times. And if that is the case, if they took that, that story to James Gunn and Peter Safran and they said, look, this doesn't fit with what we're planning on doing. So. Thank God, uh,
1: honestly, that they said it, you know? Yeah.
0: So go ahead and, you know, once we know exactly where we want to go, go ahead and and we want you to rewrite this. The fact that she walked away just is a good sign because first off, if that was the story, it was horrible. Secondly, you need to all be on the same page from your creative minds producers who are planning this entire universe to the directors and writers who are going to be making these films you need to be on the same page in some form or fashion yes they're going to give these filmmakers freedom you know whether it's in tone or you know the the not so important intricacies of the story they're going to give them freedom just like marvel has done with their directors whether that's good or not i mean you take a look at what taika waititi's done but regardless that's what is going to happen and they were going to give patty jenkins the freedom they were like look we want you to stick on you just have to rewrite and she was against the idea and if that's the case if that's the way that she she doesn't want to do it then then that's fine let her walk away let's get somebody else in there who can write a wonder woman film and make it better than the last one was which, which isn't hard
1: because 1984 definitely set the bar a little low and to bring <laughs> Trevor back for a third time, um, that, you know, it's hard. It's just hard for me to sit here and tell you that, you know, I would have been happy hearing that Chris Pine, Steve Trevor would have been back. Great character. And I think within the context of the first movie and even in parts in the second movie, I thought were framed really well for him. I think it's just time to move on. I think it's time to move into modern day. I think it's time to follow up kind of where Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman was left off at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, where um, she's kind of looking into the sky and kind of remembering her Amazonian, her fellow Amazons over on Thermoskira. So I think a modern, a modern take on a Wonder Woman movie movie would be great. And I uh, totally embracing, and this is a theme that you're going to see throughout the show, I'm embracing new, a fresh set of eyes on properties that we've seen already. So Um, I'm not against this. And I think it's really important to break down this first piece of information the way that we just did, just because I think it's uh, extremely important um, to not connect imaginary dots that people appear to be connecting with this article. So,
0: yeah. And you know what, uh, Alejandro uh, Ricardes. I'm sorry if I'm terrible. I'm terrible with names. Uh, But, yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, she needs needs to get over Steve, Steve Trevor and. Zack Snyder was setting up a really interesting uh, arc with the two of them. It seemed like, you know, between Wonder Woman and and bruce wayne i think that would have been cool to see that those two hook up in some form or fashion but yeah. uh maybe than
1: the movies we've seen already for yeah, sure too. And,
0: and maybe it happens in a different way in the future maybe not who, who knows i mean we don't know what james gunn and peter Safran are planning even those little intricacies unless it's something that is a big story plot point i don't think it's going to be something that gunn and saffron really consider but it could be something that one of the directors or writers that comes in can can put forth and try and, and push through uh but yeah i mean even gal Gadot's tweet the day before this all happened i i read it differently and and i've apologized on twitter because i was I looked at it as she was saying goodbye to the character, but I just, I truly misread what she said. So whenever I finally realized what she actually said, I think she knew the day before what was going on. I think that day she knew that Patty Jenkins was gone and she was just saying, look, I've loved being Wonder Woman to this point and I'm excited to share her next chapter with you. And I, to me that sounded like, okay, so what has, what her and Jenkins were building is gone she's looking forward to seeing what comes and she's excited to share that with us.
1: Yep. It definitely, I mean, just from the optics of it, it definitely seems to have been just from the outside looking in a misstep in communication somewhere. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I think, uh, and I keep harping back to this, I think breaking this section of uh, this piece of news down first, the way that we have is important for the rest of the conversation that we're about to have, because Um, You're right. Honestly, thinking about it now, I think reading in context what she said within her Instagram posts, um, Twitter posts, I think there was no farewell in there. There was no finality in there, I think. And then to have the news drop the day after of Wonder Woman 3 isn't moving forward with Patty Jenkins vision for the film, which is what I think the real headline uh, failed to inform the audience of, Mm -hmm. is that just this current iteration of Wonder Woman 3 isn't moving forward. Um, I think is kind of where people are panicking, and I definitely think, um, you know, just seeing Wonder Woman 3 cancelled is the false headline for sure and it should read a little bit better than what it has been presented in the mainstream media today but yeah. here's the post that she posted i i personally saw this on instagram and i follow her on instagram so when i saw this i was like oh, okay so we should be, we probably should be getting some update on wonder woman 3 at some point within the next couple of weeks or months because she said that she would like to she can't wait to share her next chapter for sure
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, look, I I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I think yeah. she's done a great job in that Perfect. role. Yep. Uh but that kind of is going to bring us to the next big <laughs> big debacle that has happened. There's other
1: news this week other than Wonder Woman? No way. no I got to start reading what you're reading.
0: Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um so we all love Henry Cavill, right? Right, we all love him. Oh he's, yeah. He's a great Superman. Great guy. <laughs> And we were all excited back in October.
1: Just about uh, a month it? ago, Rob. Yeah. Let's not oversell this like this was over a year ago.
0: No, just no. Over, a little over a month ago. A little over a, little over a yeah. month ago. Uh, when he jumped on Instagram and was, hey, uh, I'm looking forward. You know, this is what was in Black Adam is just a small taste of what's to come. I'm back is essentially what it was. That was the headline everywhere. I talked about it. You talked about it. Everybody talked about it. That he was back as Superman. And this week, due to this speculation in this article and some, I look, I, I can't even find, there's like 15 articles out there. Um, you know, it's crazy, but to see um, what, you know, what's going on or what was happening with this one Roman article and all the speculation, it then came out that Henry Cavill or Man of Steel 2, as people are calling it, is not happening. That's kind of what came of all this, uh, that it was not that Cavill, him coming out on Instagram and saying that was not the plan that was set forth that had nothing to do with James Gunn or Peter Safran, that there were, um, who were the two that were, that that are over, over there, um, mm.
1: Michael San- Michael DeLuca. Yes, and, 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 no, the, the, la- the second name is escaping me. Please.
0: Yeah, uh, but it, regardless, they're the ones who gave the seal of approval for Cavill to do that. And now with James Gunn and Saffron in charge, they supposedly are going to be going in a different direction um, and not going with Man of Steel oh. 2, which the rumor has it. Let me see if I can find it here because you know, there's been so much... Uh, in regards to the the stuff all over the internet lately, and I'm trying to find everything, and it's just really tough. Uh, but they were saying that the guy who made there's a Peaky Stephen Blinders,
1: even Pe- Knight, the yeah. producer, I believe, on a majority of the Peaky Blinders seasons and um, on a couple of other different critically acclaimed shows. I think um, "Taboo" with uh, Tom Hardy that was in um, or in uh, FX was another one that he was producing, but that he submitted a treatment as well for an idea from "Man of Steel" too, but that they kind of uh, quickly, um, I guess, subsided that as soon as it got on top of the table. So,
0: yeah, uh, but yeah, that there was a script written that it was not exactly. Liked and that it got canned, it got thrown away. That Man of Steel 2 is not in any kind of production right now and pre production, writing, anything like that. And that threw social media, the internet into a complete, complete frenzy um, because everybody wants Henry Cavill back as Superman, even those who are not fans of what Zack Snyder created once Henry Cavill back as Superman. And the fact that this is coming out, whether it's true or not, because we don't know that's, that's the thing that just angers me so much about everybody. You know, they're coming, everybody's coming out and believing these rumors. What have I been trying to do for the last three four months is don't believe every rumor don't believe these scoopers don't believe this don't believe that yes i understand that variety the hollywood reporter these things are putting out these speculation articles which is what they are or they're half truths as what james gunn said in his post they are half true at all or not true at all so people need to chill out because granted that peaky blinders guy's script could be Complete shit. It could be ass, and James Gunn was like, "I don't want to do that. I don't want to use that." But there's nothing that says that James Gunn doesn't want to use Henry Cavill.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I just mean, think I just think you know, um, going through the ebbs and flows of this whole universe since its inception in 2013, um, I think the one thing I've learned is disinformation. I think there's been a lot of disinformation on both sides whether that was leaked from Warner Bros regime in the past regimes or whether it's scoopers just trying to get clickbait news I think um, one of the lessons I've definitely learned is disinformation and um, you know not for nothing if you put your Twitter timeline back almost a year and a half ago there was something that came from a Warner Bros executive that said that the Snyder Cut would never be released and if you check HBO Max today Tech Snyder's Justice League is on HBO Max as we speak. So, yeah. um, you know, these articles that come out, well, you know, it's dis- disheartening to hear some of these things, some of the sad realities. I do think that um, it's definitely you have to read into it a lot more than what you take it as face value for sure. So um, I don't know if you're trying to I think some of the tweets that he put out there. Uh, In response to these reports, I think you found the thread right there, are um, definitely encouraging for sure. You know, I think his willingness to respond to these things outright to the fans is something that we're just not used to nowadays. You know, I think operating the radio silence that we have with the past Warner Bros. regime has kind of fact has kind of just, you know, molded us to not expect james gunn to do these type of things and to do these type of twitter threads so i definitely think it's refreshing that his communication with the fan base and just overall has been a vast improvement just in the month that he's been here so or yeah. the month and a half that he's been here so that's and, definitely welcome for sure
0: and that's great you know and and i love that we're getting this uh continued communication because yeah. we did we didn't get it before in any form <laughs> of fashion it, and and here's the crazy thing even with zach snyder we didn't get it. Like yeah. he was always so ominous and not saying that James Gunn is not giving us the full picture. He, he's not, but he can't, <laughs> you know, and he's not, but he's not teasing anything like Zach would. He's not teasing anything. He's not just not answering us like Walter Hamada did. So that's, that's a big thing that I'm really excited about with James Gunn being there because he does interact with the fans a lot better. Yeah. But this thread, this whole thread he, he discusses, he talks about how, look, we haven't decided on anything, but we understand what we were getting into as we were coming into these roles. We knew that there was going to be some pushback from the fans. We knew that we weren't going to make everybody happy. That's something that no matter who went into that position was going to have to deal with. But he says and he believes that he and Peter were up are, are up to the challenge to do this. And that is huge. Because people, there's so many people out there right now who are bashing James Gunn like he shouldn't be doing this, he's not up for it, he's not up for it. There's no reason to think he's not up for it. These are the people who are sitting there that either they brought in a Marvel guy that's disgusting, or they didn't like the raunchiness and and the you know the yeah, just the raunchiness of the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, which, which is I, fine,
1: which I actually agree with. I'm not gonna. Going to sit here and just be a hundred percent supporter of James Gunn because my worry, and I think, and I mean, we don't have a script for this show, but um, no. I'm, I don't know if this is going to be part of a latter conversation. But I'm worried in terms of James Gunn's specialties, where his vision is for this universe, because we obviously know that he's great when it comes to the characters that are kind of B and C list characters. Um, and turning them into A-list characters, case in point, everything that he, anything and everything that he's done with, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. But um, I just, I just hope that there's a focus on the main picture that you see right there of the characters that establish the DC universe, that establish the canon. While you could also throw in your my new characters here and there, and TV shows, and animated, and gamings, which is also really intriguing to me. I think that's something that something that Marvel doesn't do is have an overall interconnected universe of gaming, films, TV, animated like it'd be really dope to me that in order to find out the next, where the next chapter of this universe goes, you got to buy the game to play it and then you see how the storyline plays out. Like I think that's genius honestly and I think kind of lending out some of their IPs to Amazon with their history and the way that they've made shows like Invincible and stuff like that is also a really smart idea. And I think you see things that are positive, but then you also go back to the negativity, which is just natural just because of everything that's happened this past two, three years of ebbs and flows. And we got the victory. We got Henry Cable back. Now everything's back to being uncertain and stuff. But um, I definitely agree with James Gunn in one of his tweets where, Um, the transition period's always going to be tough. And, you know, I kind of akin it to a sports adage where if you see a team fire the general manager and if if you see the team fire a head coach or you bring in a new general manager, the team that general manager's not going to want to... It's going to want to bring in his own people, his own ideas, his own sort of separate way of doing things that differentiates it from the previous regime. And... You know, we'll. I guess we'll just delve into the reboot talk now where um, maybe that is the best course of action. You know, I think there's a lot of baggage that comes with the last 10 years of DC. And by the way, guys, yes, we are celebrating this upcoming year. We are celebrating 10 years of DC. It's going to be looking very starkly different than 10 years of Marvel for sure. But, um, you know, I just think that I can respect the reboot talk, but I also... You know, I just think that you could list a main number of reasons why the reboot's the way to go, but I just think the number one reason why it's not the way to go is that just such wasted potential, honestly, with some of the characters that they've had casted and some of the roles, um, just not being able to see it finish through and stuff. And it's really funny to me. I really do think, keep looking at the years, if Zach was allowed to do what he was allowed to do, we probably would be on a reboot pretty much anyway by now. And I yeah. think that's something that I don't know if Warner Bros. The Past Regime really thinks about, but if they were just were to take the hands off and just let him did what he was supposed to do, they probably would be on the Flash movie where it reboots the entire universe anyway. So, um, yeah.
0: And that's... and you We get to this point where... A reboot, like you said it, it it's probably it's quite possibly the best option right now. Uh, i I've said it and I know that we've had conversations in the past about it. You were a little more hesitant than I was, uh, but i I've been saying for a while, look the the Snyderverse fandom. And this is gonna this is gonna sound bad, but you know I'm sorry. It's the truth. The Snyderverse fandom started off great. The Snyder Cut movement was phenomenal. We fought for artistic integrity. We fought for uh, suicide prevention. And because of that, because of us standing united and pushing forward, we were able to entice or push a studio to uh, release. You know, spend seventy million dollars. Or more to release an unfinished project which was able to be finished. Phenomenal. That is great. But things really turned bad whenever it became the restore the Snyderverse yep. movement. Yep. And at first it was still honorable. It was still strong. You know, it yep. had the same idea. People saw the movie
1: and wanted to see the art finished. That's yeah, exactly. where I think it started at. And as you're going to allude to, it evolved into something a whole lot more. Whole lot, whole lot more toxic. So exactly, I'll, I'll let you go on for sure. yeah, and
0: that and that's kind of the big thing is yep. you take a look at you know one of the one of the most famous lines from The Dark Knight. You either see yourself become the, or you either die, you either die here you or live long enough to see.
1: If, yep,
0: uh, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I think that's what happened. I think that the Snyderverse movement is now the villain in this story exactly. because let's truly take a look at this. None of the old regime. Whether it's from pre-2017 or the Walter Hamada, Toby Amick regime, none of them are there. Not a single one of them are there that was against Zack Snyder, and that's who. That's those are where our our hate, our anger was was directed towards. You now have David Zaslav, James Gunn, Peter Safran, uh, Alan Horn is is in there now. You have all these people in here right now who are trying to fix something that's broken peter uh peter saffron and james gunn james gunn is coming in to invoke his artistic artistic abilities what did the Snyderverse movement push for artistic integrity to allow an artist to be able to complete or to create a vision and complete it that's what james gunn was hired to do but we're now going to sit here and see all these people bash james gunn get upset because he's trying to do a job that he was hired to do that goes against exactly what the movement was for just three, four years ago yeah. or less. And that is, that is a problem where this, this fandom has turned so toxic, so, so evil in so many ways that I, I, I think there's no hope. Yeah. There is absolutely no hope for the side to continue, which leads me to, a reboot is what's going to shut them up. Yep. If if they keep even one person, they keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, they keep Cavill as Superman, that'll keep that hope alive in all of those people. And I think a reboot is what is needed to say, look, every single person's being recast. We're recasting everybody. We're starting brand new and fresh,
1: which That's- begins a which begins an era of transition that. You know, at least in the beginning, we'll have a more somber feel to it for sure. But I think as time goes on, it's exciting to hear the things of, okay, so this is the final list for the new Superman actors. This is the final list for the Batman actors. And you just start building anticipation, anticipation for it. You drop things here, you drop things there. And then when you are finally ready to unveil a slate of movies, I think that's something that could work. And I think that's something that could rebuild the excitement up i think i think they're in a really tough position right now where they have four fully fledged edited locked movies ready to go next year and it's like they're in a little bit in a bind where are you going to undermine those movies where you're basically going to say listen none of these movies are going to matter at the end of the day anyway maybe except for the flash but even then i start to i'm starting to think that even then they're going to use that movie back to the original cause it was and just kind of just reset everything and reset the whole universe but um i'd be remiss if i didn't argue the other side of it where maybe a soft reboot is the way to go where we could just i think we could take elements of things that have happened because you know financially looking at these movies the first three movies of this universe did better and astronomically better than the first three movies of the marvel universe it was just that the the regime had a little bit of a cut bait reaction in terms of the reviews and everything so there are elements within these movies in the past that are deemed as flops that work honestly but um that's just i I don't know i just i have hope that some of these actors will still stick around for these roles later on down the line but and I and, i just think for right now kind of what he said about the transitional period. I think just building the hype up for this new universe is the first step for that, and I think casting announcements, movie announcements, is what's going to happen. Is is that anticipation build up that could take place in between, I guess, the end of 2023 and then to 2024, because I believe that's when James Gunn said his new slate will uh, ha- when his new slate will be in effect. So,
0: I disagree. Uh, With Alejandro here, a reboot will be cinematic suicide. I I completely disagree. You know, I I don't know where you stand on. Not you, uh, Ken, but Alejandro. I I, I don't know where you stand when it comes to the Snyderverse. I don't. Uh, But the idea, the thought that the Snyderverse would be a huge financial success uh, is just not there. There's no solid proof that that would be the case.
1: Well, I'd argue, I mean, I'm just arguing for arguing sake. The first, the the Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, while Batman vs Superman did not make a billion dollars, which is what the base mark of it was to deem it a success or not, did financially turn out profits that were astronomical compared to what the past five dc movies have generated combined honestly taking aquaman out of it
0: okay and and that's and it's so hard to talk box office with what has transpired over the last three years you take a look at what happened to the theaters you take a look at what happened with day and date release that you know uh what, what's his face over at hbo max decided to do all of those things played a role in the suicide squad not hitting any financial numbers that are worth a, uh, worth a damn why wonder woman 84 i'm telling you if wonder woman 84 would have released in theaters it probably would have been another 800 million dollar movie for them regardless of how bad it is just because of how good that first one was and how many how many people loved that character that iteration but it didn't do well because day and date release and that's that was a big problem with a lot of those films birds of prey for instance yeah it's i, I enjoyed the movie it's not anything spectacular and honestly i don't think that was ever meant to be a 800 900 billion dollar movie
1: right yep
0: that was always meant to be a 500 million dollar movie and it didn't make it but it didn't it wasn't that far off had the pandemic not started it probably would have hit that and that is that's where people don't understand is they're sitting there claiming that oh look at what the box office was for these films prior to after snyder you know snyder left and you're not wrong yes it was higher but you also have to take into consideration Everything that was going on in the world at the time, I'm not saying that those products are better than what Snyder made, but finance, you cannot, you, you are not able to utilize that battle because Shazam, even people love to go at Shazam and say, look how little it made. It was never meant to be a billion dollar movie. The, the, the studio knows what a movie needs to make and what they want it to make. The higher money, the the more money it makes, absolutely, that's great, and they're excited, but they have a number that they say, look, this is successful. If it hits that number, they greenlit a sequel, and what happened with Shazam? They greenlit a sequel because it hit the number they wanted, and it was successful. So that's that's where people need to, to sit back, and I'm not saying that the Snyderverse or what Snyder was creating would not be financially successful. I do believe that it would be financially successful, but... For a, short, for a short time There would be very little build up There would be very little hype For what is to come And that is not where the studio wants to go The studio is planning 10 years They want to rival Marvel, whether it's the Marvel formula or not That's to be seen But what Snyder was creating was a simple Five movie arc And yes, you could reboot After that, but then you're Right back to where we are right now And Snyder, Zach is busy. He's doing his stuff at Netflix. He's got two or three franchises yeah, he's building over for at anybody Netflix. anybody thinking that
1: he's coming back anytime soon, or even ever at that point, it's totally unrealistic right now. He has free reigns to do pretty much whatever he wants at Netflix, and he's literally creating two separate universes yeah. right for them. And that's something that he obviously wanted to do at DC. He wasn't allowed to do it without the meddling from the studio itself. And, um, you know, just going back to box office numbers... It's just it's funny because I'm, I'm sure you've seen this where The Rock has um, <laughs> finally has finally delved into the financial part of his career where he's now um, leaking confidential financial information to kind of um, laud his movie as a success. And I've been just been reading a lot lately, and it really does seem like The Rock. Uh, lived up to his hype where he said that the hierarchy was about to change because i do believe that the rock and his antics with his production company with henry cable was definitely the final nail in the coffin for warner bros because how could peter how could james gunn and peter saffron look at the rock and seriously trust him honestly with anything that with everything that we've heard about with Hama, going behind hamada's back and regardless if you like hamada or not um, there's a hierarchy and there's a chain of command that you have to abide by. And I think The Rock kind of missed it with that. I think including Superman and in the promotion of the film as a spoiler to get people into the theaters was primarily to serve Black Adam, not to serve the DC universe. It was to serve Black Adam. I think Henry Cable's cameo in the film was to serve him and his movie rather than the universe or the future outset. And it's tough because The Rock is framed in such a positive light these days that you're starting to see the ugly a little bit especially with that last post coming from him about oh black adam made like 50 million dollars 50 70 million dollars and it made the same amount as captain america like okay dude captain america was released literally like 10 12 years ago like yeah and you're producing numbers of a character that is I don't know if it's bigger than Captain America, but just the actor that was casted into the role it was definitely bigger at the time than Chris Evans taking over the um, Captain America shield. So I think um, just seeing his antics lately and seeing what he's been doing lately is definitely an indication as to why Gunn and Saffron are looking at each other like, hey, we should just restart this whole thing because this thing's a mess. And yeah, I think... Black Adam's perfect. Everything that's wrong with the DCEU, you could find inside of the movie of Black Adam. And I think that's kind of really funny to me in terms of how everything's unshaped the last couple of months and stuff. And um, given Black Adam's success, I think this conversation would have been a huge would be vastly different. But, um, you know, not for nothing, Black, uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever made the same amount in a weekend. And Black Adam did in about three weeks. So that's the disconnect (laughs) between the fans right now. And I keep seeing memes about DC fans on the internet versus DC fans in the theater. And, you know, not for nothing, guys, I'm starting to kind of think that because a lot of chatter and noise online. But when I go to the theater for midnight premieres for DC and Marvel movies, DC movie theaters are empty versus Marvel movie theaters, which are packed to the brim, puts asses in seats. So... Um, I definitely think that there's a lot of the, the blame pie could definitely be divided uh, plenty in terms of who to look at for these things. But as kind of the conversation began with the fans and their toxicity have definitely uh, sealed this universe's fate. Seemingly, it seems like I know that the meeting is supposed to happen this week where they're supposed to present their plan to David Zaslav and uh, kind of move forward with that. So we'll definitely be getting updates as the week goes on for sure.
0: And speaking of that, the, you know, submitting the plan to Zaslav. Now, I see a lot of people out on Twitter and on social media are saying, look, if we're loud enough and we tell them that we don't want this, then Zaslav's going to say no to it. Do you not think that James Gunn and Peter Safran had a rough outline to get the job? Yeah, for sure. So Gunn or Zaslav already knows an idea. What he's looking for is a 10-year plan so they're not making shit up as they go along uh, mm-hmm. like what was going on
1: the warner brothers you if know, you they... look at it 2024 or 2023 had four movies it, and this is from the past regime as well there's nothing planned on this on the docket that, at least that i know for 2024 No, like nothing nothing, nothing, nothing. In production nothing set in production nothing and that and you can't really blame that on the changes that's happened because the slate was put forward by the old regime in terms of these four movies being released. So it's like, what was the plan after this year? It, we're and just here's gonna the have thing. A hiatus. Like
0: Three of those movies that are coming out next year were supposed to come out this, to be year. this year. Yep.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. It's fascinating. I'll it <laughs> be it's honest insane. with you, it's fascinating. And I think it is a combination of just the mess that the old regime left. And I think um, that's definitely a big part of this as well. That's the foundational problem for all the problems that you see within this universe for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot going on, and I know that we're going to have more to to talk about. Oh, yeah. uh, I actually have to, to get going here. But um, look, what Alejandro was saying about a reboot, you know, would it be Cinematic Suicide, it's not. Uh, because David Zaslav is the one asking for it. You know, he's the one asking for this plan. Then he has an idea already of what they're going to be giving him. And that's what he wants. And he's the one that's going to say, you're fired or hired in three years, in four years. He's going to be the one that gives a contract extension if you know his movies, if the
1: movies they make you know, are billion-dollar hits. Which and, you almost have to wonder, when are these movies going to start releasing? Because So James Gunn has, I believe, a four-year contract with yeah. uh, DC and so does so, Safran, but then I mean, you have his promotional tour for Guardians of the Galaxy probably taking up all of the first six months of next year. So you and, really have to start wondering when you would be able to start seeing this product and would it be two years left on his contract when we start to see this slate happen a year left? So I would
0: not be consider. surprised because, because he specifically mentioned TV shows and animation and stuff like that. I think as soon as David Zaslav gives, it, gives his seal of approval, everything goes into motion. And I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see something come out of this, out of this plan to start to come into fruition, say end of 2023. Uh, you know fall you know October November December somewhere around there is where we start to see a lot of the pieces falling into place whether it's a tv show or you know an animated show which takes a while or something even yeah. if it's a even if it's a, a tv special something like that I think is what we're going to see and it's going to be mm-hmm. after Aquaman comes out and I still think that Aquaman is going to be pushed to being coming out earlier but that's just that's just me but um with that I do think that we're going to see you know no later than the beginning of 2024. We're gonna start seeing content coming out from this new DCU. And the with the first movie probably being March, April, May 24. of
1: 2024. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean it makes sense, but it's um, it's in flux for sure. I think yeah. nothing is set in stone just quite yet. So for everybody out there panicking or otherwise, I think it's definitely we have to wait and see with what officially comes out, what's officially confirmed. And then from there, moving forward, I think there's a lot of exciting prospects to happen. I think there's a lot of exciting things happening next year within D.C. that are things to look forward to. And uh, we'll definitely do a short kind of briefly highlighting Blue Beetle, which I think is um, and we'll get a little more into awards and stuff for the year and anticipation for the outlook of next year, a little more further on down the road. But I saw James Gunn repost that poster for Blue Beetle, and that's something that was originally slated for HBO Max. And the regime kind of looked at it and was just like, no, this is something that we can keep, especially during the time period of canceling Batgirl and stuff. So that's something that I and we'll talk more about that as time goes on. But I think there's exciting things happening. And I think it's time for DC fans to start embracing a new vision for sure, because, quite frankly, it's not working. You know, it hasn't worked for almost 10 years now. And it's like. It, the definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results so mm. i think it's um exciting the direction but you know it's a little bit of the unknown as well which is definitely why i think fans are a little tepid in entering this transitional period but i think it's time to embrace the new for sure
0: yeah definitely all right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to end it there. Um, we are planning a special episode, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be kind of fun, like an award type of show thing. So hopefully we get that that off the ground and, and get that up. Um, you know, so we're, we'll do that. Even if it's like the first week of January, we'll, we'll get it figured out for sure. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, but everyone, make sure, thank you for watching. Make sure you scan that QR code, hit like, hit subscribe, follow, share, do all that jazz. We're available on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, all that kind of fun stuff. So definitely find us there to follow. Uh, along if you're unable to watch live Uh, we're doing some pretty cool things with the channel now and with our show so keep an ear and eye out for what's happening what's coming and yeah i think uh, with all that said
1: i got nothing else you good it's gonna be an exciting week that's for sure should be a very (laughs) exciting week
0: all right with all that said we'll talk at all of you
1: later